Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. This week on the show, in the red corner, born in America, made in your mom, Chris Wolf. <laughs> Suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. Hi, I'm Chris. Welcome to the show, and thank you again so much for doing this. This was a ton of fun, Chris. Thank you. And we also have Berto Ponce again. Back for a record third time in this has to be what, three months? Not even three months. It was like less than a month. You're just kind of, you're like slowly sneaking onto the show. I just feel like you're you're desperate for guests. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Love to have you, bro. No, we love having you here. I love uh, being here. Yeah, folks, we had uh, Chris Wolf on along with Berto and Chris's story. Uh, in case you don't know, she is a pro wrestler uh, on the indie circuit right now. An indie darling, I would go ahead and say. <laughs> <laughs> and her story is fascinating, and I think it can teach all our listeners a really great lesson. Um, to be honest, I'm actually very envious of the lifestyle you live. So, again, thank you again for being on. I have, like, the glam, homeless lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah folks i can't wait for you to hear this episode uh if you want to go see chris wrestle and follow her uh, chris where can they find you uh the next one is in august 10th at 321 battle seattle and then in las vegas on the 18th for fsw did i say that yes, yes. fsw and then my last one in the united states would be sabotage in austin texas on the 25th Awesome. And uh, we'll we'll make sure to blast all the links out and schedule cool. on our social media. Uh, Berto, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brainiac the MC. And I'm also promoting Airmen the Web Series. It's a dramedy about the everyday lives of uh, Airmen. It was created by an Air Force vet, and the cast is made of military veterans. They are crowdfunding on Seed and Spark right now. And you can get, you can get more info on at Airmen TV. Dot com. That's Airman with an E. Berto, um, you have a really like soothing voice. Have you ever thought of doing ASMR? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do like a late night show. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll just do that. Yeah, Berto after dark. <laughs> for my fourth appearance. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna be in the background of every episode, whispering. Yeah. <laughs> like, the hell was that? <laughs> like Alexa. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we didn't record that part. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, David, where can they find you? You can find me at Superfan Armenta on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook at David Armenta. And shout out to Lupus Org. Donate to the cause. As well as, if you can, please go out and donate to your local hospital. Platelets and blood. There's a shortage going out on both. So please go out and donate. Uh, you can donate platelets every seven days up to 24 times a year. And you can donate whole blood 115 times. Or not 150 times 115 days um per year so yeah please go out and donate if you can and you can find me on instagram at justin malari and on twitter at justin underscore malari and the geek offensive has its own social media as well we're on instagram at geek offensive and on facebook as well don't worry folks it's not blank anymore we've we're putting stuff there we're gonna put chris's dates up there so it's you can go ahead coming and together her. it's coming yeah. together it's, all, it's like it's almost like i know what i'm doing <laughs> uh 
This show is also part of the Geek Say What network. Uh, you can find the network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. Uh, and we have two other shows in the network as well. We have Geek KO, uh, hosted by Justin Madriaga, Ish, and Sam. It's our twice a month trivia podcast. And we also have uh, your starting line to Geek Culture, Ready Set Geek, uh, hosted by Alex Gallet, JPG Cole, and Anthony. You can download both shows and this one on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or wherever you get your talking. Uh, big shout out to Wayland Productions, our associate producers, for sharing space with us, hel- uh, helping us with the equipment. Um, you can find them at wayland.ws, and they have a new audio drama out on Alpha. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> She's trying to get me to laugh, so, and it worked. Uh, uh, wayland.ws, um, their new audio drama, Where Live Frontier, is on Alpha. Please go ahead and check that out. Uh, next shout out goes to jordandenay.com. She's our geek apparel sponsor out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Jordan Denay, that's Jordan D E N E.com. Go to her online shop, use the promo code at geeksay, uh, excuse me, just geeksay what, and you get 20% off your next purchase. I'm really trying to stay focused <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead and support her. She has a lot of cool shirts. Check her out. Final shout-out goes to Marley Rosner for all the original music on the network. Um, you can find him teaching at Cal State Fullerton. Cause he's, fall semester Yeah, sign up, up for that fall semester. Lazy college students. <laughs> and Rachel Professor. Oh, yeah, Rachel <laughs> Professor. Um, yeah, leave a review. Make sure it's a positive one, but hashtag get geek offensive. Make it weird if you can. <laughs> leave whatever you want. Just hashtag geek offensive, guys. Yeah, it's cool. I'm friends with Marley on Facebook. He'll get it's it. All right. He'll get it. He, I'm going to get that phone call. <laughs> Go tight. It's just like, hey, Justin, you got to cut this shit out. <laughs> but, Chris, Berto, thank you again so much for being on the show. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Cue my music. In case you're wondering what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris just attacked somebody. She's feasting on this his is remains. An ASMR ch- episode. <laughs> I'm chewing. <laughs> ASMR, do you listen to those channels? I've seen them. They're really funny. Oh. They're like, I'm putting the pillow down <laughs> over your face. <laughs> You can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are they for? Is it just relaxation? I've never. I don't know. I feel like it's also it's like might be a relaxation thing, but I think it's also like borderline mm-hmm. fetish. Yeah, some fetish. people get pleasure out of it. Mm. I feel like if it's on the internet, someone's getting off to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rule, rule thirty-four. What's well, not rule e- not even that. Just <laughs> anything. It could just be someone wearing a certain outfit, and that's mm. not even doing anything. I love it when people wear blue. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well then, you're on the right show. (laughs) Oh, cheers, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. Your water. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Birdo, act like you've been here before. (laughs) Because you have actually, this is already your third time (laughs) back on the show, so I'm sure you've set some record of like (laughs) fastest return guest.
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that, that you speaks get a to prize? the quality that's a, that's of the show. That's a good thing. I want you back okay, on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like, we couldn't find anyone else. <laughs> what are you doing? Couldn't find anyone. I got you and Chris Wolf in studio. That's what are you... <laughs> true. That's excellent. And thank you both for coming in. Yeah. And thank you for inviting us. Uh, but yeah, Chris, I had the pleasure of seeing you perform for the first time, what, two weeks ago, was it? I have no concept of time. it was on boot is a bootleg theater. Yeah, two weeks ago. So two weeks yeah. ago, and I've already they went back to American Legion the following week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I'm I'm someone that's uh, fallen in and out of love with pro wrestling quite a few times, and now I'm back in thanks in large part to Birdo and our our friend uh, Elaine and uh, John Pangle. Excellent. Um, and they said they all said you have to see Chris Wolf and you have to go to bar <laughs> wrestling and check it out. And I was not disappointed. So, Chris, thank you again for being on the show. No problem. Thank you for enjoying my shit. <laughs> well, how long have you been doing this? Uh, on the 10th, it'll be my four-year anniversary of wrestling. Whoa, we got you, like, right before. We're recording. Yeah, folks, we're recording on a Tuesday instead of our usual Friday show. Mm-hmm. But Because uh, you're going to be performing. In you, Seattle. In Seattle soon. Mm-hmm. So, oh, how, many, how much longer are you in uh, California? Uh, till the 10th, so till, till the 10th, Friday. Till Friday, and then you have, you're up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm up in Seattle, then I'm in Las Vegas, and then I'm in San Francisco, Texas, and then back to Seattle, then Germany. Whoa. That's yep. a lot of traveling. It is. <laughs> no sleep for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Germany are out there for a... Like four months. Four months. Yeah. What's the promotion out there? WXW. WXW. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere people can watch that out here? Uh, yes, I believe they do have an online demand service. Okay. I don't know it though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll put it out there and put it on social media. It's like just fine. It's in Germany. Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Google is your friend and mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that's quite a lot of traveling. I, I'm always like envious of like. Um, pro wrestlers in that lifestyle like I'm someone who loves to travel but I never I rarely get the chance to do mm. it was that part of the draw for you when you were starting out I had no idea what a wrestling life would entail so um, really it's pretty cool now uh, but we did a lot of traveling when I was working in Japan but it was very much like you go to a city work there immediately leave and I think that's actually normally how it works here as well okay it's just that because I don't have a home or a base I am forced to find places within the city that I'm at to stay (laughs) that's like a real like nomad life yes (laughs) so wait if you have no base then um, I mean how long were you out here in California well I mean I don't have a base space but I have friends that let me crash on their couch or like in their extra rooms Um, basically with anyone who takes me in <laughs> uh, I did spring for uh, an Airbnb this last week that I'm here because it was like, oh, it's a little cottage. There's a garden. You can meditate and do yoga. And I'm like, excellent. And there's no AC. Oh, 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 a, and you're in California during one of the worst heat waves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I never plan properly. So this is just testament to that but that's part of the the fun with traveling you kind of have to like learn how to roll with the punches (laughs) adapt to overcome and all that yeah sink or swim die 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 (laughs) (laughs) well okay well how let's take it back then how did you you started in japan yeah okay so how did that go about how did you get into it from there um well 
Oh, and, you're, and you're from the States, right? Yes, yes okay. I am. Yeah. So I, I did live in San Francisco beforehand, and then I was getting over a breakup. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to Japan. So I went to Japan. And then I was like, I want to see this country. So I borrowed a bicycle and a tent and cycled for 20 days on 60 bucks to get from Niigata to Hiroshima. Whoa. But like, you know, old ladies gave me bags of apples and bread. So I, I kind of was able to survive. And I lost hella weight. Thanks, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Man, people are like super polite out there. Yeah, they're just like, oh my God. Well, I mean, they're not used to seeing young, I well, maybe I look young, um, young females like traveling on the road by themselves. Wait, you're not young? You look pretty young to me. I'm 34 on Sunday. You're oh, young. You're young. <laughs> <laughs> you're like 57. You're fine. I don't know. I felt like my mortality at age 16. So this is like, oh my God. At 16? Yeah. <laughs> I felt my life slipping <laughs> Where, did you grow up here in California? Or? I grew up in New Jersey. You're New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I've got family out there. Yeah. Um, I, feel, I feel like, yeah, that's one of those cities where it's like, yeah, you can find a lot of Filipinos out mm -hmm. there. It's like here in like Daily City. And Virginia Beach. Vir Virginia Beach is another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, so you went out to Japan to wrestle or you just went out? No, I went out to Japan because my heart was broken. <laughs> and I wanted like a change of scenery. And I was living with my ex at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for an apartment and I wasn't getting any callbacks. Funnily enough, it's because I had installed Google Voice and everything was going into my inbox and not to my actual phone. So it was really weird, like oh. circumstance that actually brought me to choosing to go that way. Um, so I packed everything up, went to Japan, bought a one-way ticket. So I think part of me knew I was like, fuck it. Um, and I decided to stay after that biking trip because I was like, there's still more to see. So I got a job as an English teacher and nice. I set up shop down in like a an island further away from where I had cycled and I lived there for about a year and a half teaching kids <laughs> oh wow like how old like um from kindergarten all the way to age 12 14 at the time okay how was your uh, <clears throat> grasp on Japanese when you got there non-existent whoa yeah, so I, I, you really just said you know what change your pace and yeah but for the cycling trip, my friend gave me like two really helpful phrases, which is like, I'm cycling from Niigata to uh, Hi Hiroshima. And okay. it's usually like, oh my God, you're doing what? And then I'm like, I'm lost. Where is the blah, blah, blah. Right. And then that just got me by because people use gestures. And then as a, like a child, I would be like, okay, shingo, shingo, that means light. Migi, okay. migi, that means right. Ringo, oh, apples, great. Yeah, the first thing I learn when I'm traveling anywhere is like, how do you say, where's the bathroom? That's what you need, yeah. <laughs> and then you just fill in the extra word, like, where's the yeah. station? Where is your mom? You know, things like that. See, I miss being able to make decisions like that. Like, I, I know, I bet there are some people who think, like, oh, that's kind of a rash decision to just go out there. But, <laughs> but it also says something to you that you're, like, you're willing to, like, you know, I need, I know this is a bad situation. I need to get out and I need to change and I need to grow. And I, I feel like that's kind of what you're doing here. I'm very reckless. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good thing, though. <laughs> I, I feel like people are, like, too content or they're looking to be complacent. And I'm, mm. I feel like that kind of slows down your growth as a person. I do remember an article that I read that, like, 
once you get comfortable, that's when your brain starts to stagnate and decay. So, mm-hmm. like, there are houses being built in, like, Scandinavian countries that where, like, the hand railing is just a little bit off in height so mm-hmm. that it forces the elderly people to, like, reach down a little bit lower. And so they're never, like, quite comfortable with their settings, but it keeps them activated. Yeah. Anyways, little rant. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Like, I'm trying to, like... Because I, I live at home with my folks right now, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep them active because they're both retired. How old are they? Uh, they're both going to be 68. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're both retired. So I'm like, walk around. Here's an exercise bike. Do do something. Mm-hmm. So take them for a walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. I just. I don't think, uh, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> paying attention to that or else she's eating something. That's <laughs> no, but uh, I feel like you can't just stay complacent and even when you're older, like you need to keep something going, like mm-hmm. stay active in some way, one way or another. Um, okay, so you're you're teaching English mm-hmm. at this, how do you go from English teacher to taking a bump in a ring? Um, just... That's not a drug reference, folks. That's a <laughs> wrestling term. It's like a bump. Like you, you land on your back. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unless you did that. I don't know. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Chris um, Wolf and Rapongi. I, was, woo! Anyway, no. um, <laughs> I just dance. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, okay, so how do you end up well, wrestling? I was just, I had like a lot of energy and like teaching kids took a lot of energy, but not the type that would like let me feel satisfied i just i would go for cycling trips for weeks and weeks and kind of chase that high of like endangering myself in the woods and mountains and like not knowing whether or not i would survive i like miss that feeling <laughs> that adrenaline and i think i did this for about a year and a half of just teaching and cycling throughout kyushu um, and i had other trips too where my friends would visit from America and we would cycle from Kyoto down to Nagasaki and it's just it was still fun but there was like a lack of danger because I already knew I could do this right so I was like well maybe I need to get out of Saga which is where I was living so I convinced one of my friends to cycle with me to Tokyo to move there (laughs) and that took about 14 days Um, and then I settled up in Yokohama which is south of Tokyo and I continued teaching because that was a job and I could make money that way. But I realized just because the, the, the location changed, the situation wasn't different. I was still, like, missing something. So I started talking to people. I'm like, I'm going to quit this job. Mm-hmm. So what should I do with my life? You know, just existential crisis stuff. I, I think that's a question a lot of people are afraid to ask themselves. <laughs> so how many times do you hear like about someone like, I'm sick of my job, but you've been doing it for like seven years, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think that's kind of a healthy attitude. You might see it as reckless, but I think a lot more people need more of that. <laughs> that's right, everyone. Jump off this cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you hate what you're doing, stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It'll be hard to like struggle with bills and stuff, but you can find a way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happened. Like... I put in my month's notice because they need like at least a month before you can quit. I put in my month's notice and I was just like asking people like, what do you think I should do? So wait, so you put in the notice before... Before I knew what I was going to do. Yeah. Okay. Reckless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Just talking to people has always been something that I've done. Like they, they help me process things and like figure things out. So I'd talk to friends and they'd be like, hey, why don't you be a personal trainer? 
And someone else would be like, hey, why don't you become a stuntman? I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Why not? And then this one lady is like, hey, what about Joshi Pro Desu, which is Japanese pro wrestling, women's pro wrestling. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I, I look it up on YouTube, see it, and there's these little girls just like flying through the air and destroying each other. And I'm like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. That is my next job. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching some highlights from. It was from a while ago. It looked like it. Um, the your opponent was Momo, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were flying all over the place. Yeah. In that match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, if someone tells you they suggest this to you. Mm-hmm. What's the next step from there? Is there just a school right there, readily available? Or? Well, no. So, I when I YouTube'd it, I looked at which company it was, and then I found them online. And then from that website, I emailed the promoter, and I was like, "What are the steps to becoming a pro wrestler?" And I used like English and then a shitty Google Translate version. <laughs> and they replied like, "Hey, come to a show first. Let's meet, so you can see what it's like, and then we'll talk." And uh, I saw it live, and I just I was blown away, and I was at the edge of my seat the entire time. You know, one of the people that I saw there was like Kairi. Uh, Kairi Hojo, now Kairi Sane, and like alpha female, Melissa the cheerleader. Um, Kairi Sane yeah. is in NXT, I believe, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's always just, good to have Birdo when I have it because I'm like, I'm uh, far behind. <laughs> yeah, I'm so far behind on catching up with all that stuff. So, but anyway. Yeah, but it was, um, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's just like something I had never seen before. I didn't have the same kind of background in WWE that Berto has. <laughs> Wait, so you, you didn't even grow up watching this stuff? No. You, you knew of it, I'm guessing. I knew it existed. Yeah, but you had never seen a show, nothing? No, no. I would see like commercials here and there, and I had friends that were like, yeah, Four Horsemen, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I never really got into it, partially because like I wasn't allowed to watch anything other than like musicals and like family safe things. It sounds mm-hmm. like a Filipino household. Right? Yeah. Um, it's pretty straight. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just... And also in commercials, you can't quite connect or relate to someone who doesn't look anything like you. You just feel like, oh, that is for people like that. No, oh, absolutely. People who look like that. So to see, I guess to put it plainly, to see little Asian girls doing this shit, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I can be a ninja too. <laughs> so the promoter talked to me afterwards and like, what do you think? And I was like... I want to do this. I'm going to, how can I, how can I start? And he's like, well, you can train with us. And when you're ready, we'll offer you a test. And if you pass, you can debut. And, um, that started everything. Wow. Just like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy, but, um, right. I had also quit my job. So I was really fucking broke because I was <laughs> living off the savings. So do they help you at all? Like not until you debut. Um, Whoa. So how long were you in training before you uh, six months. Paid. Six months. Wow. Yeah. So I was in six months not getting paid. There was like no income from wrestling. But I had found this like part time gig for a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so I did English teaching for Japanese English learners. Oh. And yeah. Oddly nice. enough, for a while, even after wrestling, like after starting wrestling, I would get stopped on the street, but not for wrestling. It would be for this English YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Wait, is the channel still up? It's not active anymore because oh. the guy didn't know how to like monetize it. Got it. Yeah, YouTube is a little bit of a different animal in Japan. Really? Business is very conservative there. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I guess that's the case there. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen of like their television. Actually, 
now I just think about their game shows. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's some terrible stuff that happens on those things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an interesting place. Okay. Right? So, like what does some of the the training entail? Um, and it's actually like interesting to meet someone who has n- almost no experience with pro wrestling at all. Yeah. Well, and here uh, you are doing it. <laughs> I, um, there was a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, I the initial. The thing is, like, when I was first starting out as a green girl, we weren't in a regular wrestling ring. We were in a kickboxing ring, and um, we had it for about three hours. So the ropes aren't even tight then? No. Oh, So, like, but it's basic, so actually what they're doing is, like, conditioning us. So there's lots of cardio. We would, like, run a couple miles before practice, get in, then do the warm-ups, which is a lot of running and jumping. Then do the um, kind of agility and rolling exercises. We would learn Mm -hmm. how to roll, jump, and do combinations of rolls, jumping and kicking and spinning. Um, Then we would start doing... Like trying to do handstands, then handstands across the ring, and like. Does a kickboxing ring feel the same no. as it? Yeah, that's what it looked. Because the ring I saw at bar wrestling, I'm like, that's not what a kickboxing ring does. Mm-mm. No, it's much harder. It's just like thud. Yeah, there's no, there's no give to it. Mm. Oh, but so we, you're taking bumps on that thing. Uh, we eventually worked our way up to that, but they also had crash crash pads okay so we could uh practice on that but like when you get closer towards your debut they're like okay now you're gonna not really close to the debut but like after a certain amount of time and they see that your conditioning is up then they start asking you to do bumps in that ring so you're just like okay yeah um there's it was neat being there though because there's also like kick what are they called? Those big sandbags? Oh, sandbags. Yeah, like sandbags and stuff, and you can just like mess around. And we learned a lot of things, you know. But they mostly worked on our cardio, drop kicks, yeah. body slams, um, and kind kind of. I mean, it was a lot of basic stuff. Yeah. But we couldn't really do the same thing you could do in a regular ring. Right. And and for folks listening, it's like, why are you working? focused on cardio it's scripted no if you see these shows live like it's (laughs) it takes so much energy and so much athletic ability to get through a match let alone do it for a living yeah no i'm always really sore the next day (laughs) yeah um especially with some of the bumps i saw you take good lord (laughs) um so i mean during that whole time you're, you're pretty much you're in it full bore you're not doubting your choice at all or no because i got so obsessed like it was kind of the same thing that happened when i was cycling like i was running out of money i was running out of time it was like almost full-blown winter and i was like i need to get to hiroshima if i don't get to this town i'm not gonna eat dinner ah uh, so like that that's, same that's mental. some real motivation right <laughs> <Yeah>. there <laughs> all right you need food yeah but um that same thing kind of took over again. And so even though I was like surviving kind of with this other job, um, I was I was very aware of my lack of money. So like I would have a dollar chicken or a dollar onigiri rice ball. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in order to save money, I would walk four hours to get to the dojo, train for three hours and then take the train back. So because uh, it would save me six bucks or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're only paying for one trip. That... Yeah. Oh, wow. But that's how tight the money was, you know, like I had been living off of nothing for a while and then found those opportunities and but I just wanted to debut and in my head I thought once I debuted everything would be okay right and some good things happened right away like I was able to move into the stardom dorms 
and that like I didn't have to pay rent anymore. Oh, there's dorms. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little. Apartment. Oh, it's start for folks listening. Stardom's a promotion out in Japan. Yeah, yeah. but so you they moved you into the dorms. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I'm not aware of any promotion that does that. I mean, um, there are a couple. I know some in England, like they have some dorms and then you can train with them. And some of them you have to pay a fee or others. It's like if you're, you know, part of the homegrown talent, then Mm -hmm. you can stay. I guess it depends. I think every company has its own protocol. Yeah, I always wondered about like the pay structure just because I know... Like you said, you you don't have a home base. Like mm. your your life is not typical. You're you're traveling all over the place, um, so you're you're paying travel fees, hotel, whatever. Yeah, I was wondered like how that worked. I'm I'm glad it worked out for you, yeah. In Japan. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay. So training's going great. Test day comes. Mm. Okay. So what what does the test entail? Well, the test entails. Is it like in Naruto or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was Just still in that exam. same place. No. <laughs> Uh, it was still in the uh, the kickboxing ring. Okay. And um, it just I think it took a total of like two to three hours probably because it's still test. It's basically like practice again. You have to be tested on your conditioning, your cardio. Then they test you on certain skills. And then you have to wrestle some of your senpais, your, your seniors. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do like chain wrestling and stuff. Normally, there's other girls with you. So you all kind of take a turn. Like you do something, then the other person does something. And you have like a little bit of a rest break. I didn't have that because I was the only one taking the test. So my thing was like one thing after the other after the other. So it was fucking like dying by the end of it. But at the very end of the test, you also have to make your plea. Like you have to tell the board, which is the owner, the general manager, and two of the like the top senpais, Io and Nanae, like, why do you want to become a wrestler? Are you doing this in English or Japanese? Japanese. Jesus. <laughs> so I mean, that was really hard too. But like, I had at least learned more Japanese since my um, my biking trip. Right. You kind of have to. Yeah. I mean, it's still very elementary, but it was like I could communicate. Yeah. Yeah. But you making all these rash decisions mm-hmm. uh, led to you learning how to survive. You learning another language, mm-hmm. at least to the point where you could. Plea your case for a job. Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. Uh, okay, so sorry. The You're pleading your case, and then... And then they said yes. Wow. And um, after that, uh, the promoter was like, so what do you want your ring name to be? And then it's something that I didn't really, like, think about. Mm-hmm. But I always feel alone and out of place. So I was like, I'm, I'm Chris Wolf, the lone wolf, <laughs> black wolf. But also, like, when I pinned my, my senpai, I had, like, let out this celebratory howl. I was like, Arr! <laughs> and so you know they 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 bought it <laughs> oh no nice. okay so that's where the I, that was what i was gonna ask next i'm like where did the gimmick come from yeah i mean like the early days it was just like i'm a wolf i'm so hungry yeah but it was like limited and capped i think maybe by my the second year i was more into it like i had a tail I had, like, a fuzzy hat. Which you still have today. Which I still have today. I mean, like, I sniff people and bite people. It was really, like, getting into it. Yeah, I was definitely... The first show I saw you and I was not expecting (laughs) for a Taya Valkyrie to slap you with meat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't exaggerate, like, that happened in the match. It was literally deli meat in my face. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the thing I notice, again, with my limited wrestling knowledge, the thing I notice about your matches in Japan is, like, they're, they're really smacking you around. Like, they mm. work way more stiff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that is that different here? Or 
Yes. Okay. I mean, it's still like, you know, people are still hard hitting, but they're like, they're snug. In Japan, it's kind of like, I have so much things repressed in this little body of mine. I'm going to let it all out in your face. Jeez. Yeah, because I was watching, again, more your highlights, and you're, you're really getting kicked in the back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Got kicked in the chest. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is nice because, like, I'm still sore after matches, but it's mm. not like, oh, I'm going to take a couple of days to recover. Mm. No, no, I can I can feel my fingers. It's great. Okay. <laughs> well, how much creative control did you have over yourself out there? Or is everything kind of decided for you in well, Japan? Well, I mean, mm, as far as my character, it was, like, I was pretty free to do whatever I wanted. Like, oh, there would be good. suggestions like, hey, Chris, why don't you wear more makeup? Or maybe you should wear a sexier costume or lose the tail. And I would be like, fuck off. <laughs> 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 well, I probably wouldn't say that, but I'd be like, I kindly decline these suggestions. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, within the ring, it's it's very, uh, it's it's hierarchical. I can't. I'm, I'm. You know what I'm trying to look for. Yes. Yeah. It's based on the hierarchy. So whoever's like your senpai kind of decides the flow of things, um, and then you can kind of fill in the story as best as you can. Okay. So like I had little moments of freedom where I could do things, um, and I really liked that because like outside of the ring, working within Japanese company, it's very strict, and um, like strict yeah. how. When you're outside. Oh, uh, I, I guess like anyone who does like traditional martial arts will have like an idea of it. It's like you can't talk to your seniors if you're, unless you're spoken to. Um, Whoa. It's much better now, but like before it would be like, I'd try to sell merch and then the senior would be like, hey, Chris, what are you doing? Take down the ring. And then I would be the only one taking down the ring, maybe along with the ref. And it wasn't until there was like a regime change that kind of um, switched things up. It became more of a group thing. Like everyone would put in their effort instead of like, hey, let's pick on the person that's the lowest in the, in the ladder. <laughs> wow. Okay. And it was this, this is all in stardom? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, was that the only one you were with out in Japan? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I worked with other companies, but it was always through stardom. Okay. So how does that work? Is it just, we'll have you on loan for Yeah, so okay. like if someone wanted me to work for them, they would ask the owner of Stardom and then like, you know, then it would kind of be like nice because there'd be publicity for both companies. Got like it. one of our people going over there. But for the most part, it was very exclusive. Stardom usually just work with Stardom and like select uh, freelancers. Got it. Mm. Okay. And now, so now you're getting paid, you're a little bit more comfortable in Japan. Are you... Able? Did, did you feel the relief? Were you still struggling? Like, what's the uh, well? What's the like, mindset now? How do you stay hungry? Like, <laughs> <laughs> always hungry. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it th things definitely got better. Like, I had a regular place to stay. I my YouTube gig, like, um, brought me up higher. I had more pay from that as well. Um, it became more regular. So there was a period in time where like things were doing really well. But um, around the time that I decided, hey, I'm making enough that I can move out, I had been like living in the dorms for about a year and a half, and I was like, I want privacy. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, as far oh, as did it you is, have like roommates? Or? Yeah. Oh god. Oh, okay. Which was great. You know, you form this kind of like uh, solidarity with the people that are there mm -hmm. because you're going through the same shit. You're going through the same training. You're working towards the same goals. But um, again, it's just like I'd done that for a year and a half. I, and I was like, um, if I'm going to stay in this country, I want to like live on my own. Mm -hmm. And I found a place, paid all the stuff. And 
uh, maybe two, three days before moving in, I got my first concussion in a match. And it like, it took me out of commission for a while. And then I was like, oh man. So I only had that one gig and um, <laughs> the the YouTube thing, like mm-hmm. holding me over. Mm, what, what? How did, like I survived though it was a really right. difficult time and I was just like I think I'm going to quit because I don't you know like I can't control my feelings it's hard to process thoughts it's like no one can see these effects on you you just yeah. feel it and it's you get really depressed that's part of that's one part of the job people don't think about like how how do you take care of yourself because mm. this is such a physically demanding gig Tuck your chin. <laughs> tuck, tuck your chin. Like, I, well, I mean, did they cover your like medical expenses? Anything like that? Um, when I went to get initially tested, yes. Um, but anything after that, you're kind of on your own. They're you're part of the company, but you're also like a contracted worker. Got it. Okay. Mm, but I think that's kind of the case for all companies, really. Mm-hmm. All wrestling companies, at least from what I've heard. Mm. Yeah, I always figured wrestling in general would have more of the safety of the competitors, like, in mind. Because I just feel like they kind of, like, use you guys and then... I, you know... That's it. It it would make sense, but it's such a wild animal itself. Like, there's so many different promotions, so many different wrestlers. Um, And even if you're, like, loyal to one company, it's like, is that company making enough to support people if they've been injured? It's really difficult, I think. Okay, so you have your run in stardom, mm. and uh, where do you go to next? Is that when you ended up back here, or did you go to another country? Um, well, at that point, no, I decided to come back. I had some post-concussion symptoms, and then I had to take off again, and then come back again, because like, I was really, again, on the verge of quitting. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just I stuck through with it, and like, there's been so many other events where I've wanted to quit, but like the people uh, that I made friends with kind of encouraged me to keep going. And I, I've been encouraged to like leave Japan as well because they could kind of see the ceiling for me there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why just just go venture out into the world. You can do a lot more with your gimmick. And um, because you can do a lot of things in Japan, mm-hmm. but like... Mm, being a foreigner, I feel like there is always going to be a limit. Yeah. It, it sounds like you're trapped in all these weird rules, these weird hierarchies. Mm. Um, they're, they're pretty much saying, like, I mean, if there's a rule about, like, you can't speak and spoken to. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of walls to to break through. Yeah. But that's that's gone now. And I think it it is changing. I think um, the more foreigners that come through, maybe they'll see, like, more uses for them and they'll lift them up as well but like Mm. the age-old story of japan versus everyone else is still there Mm. and like i'm initially a bad i'm not initially uh what's the word heal yeah i'm looking for the the sequence word that uh, transitional word um i am automatically a heel because i'm a foreigner oh yeah really (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what only because like i know you now like Mm. it's hard for me to imagine you as a heel yeah, it's it's really just your personality. <laughs> oh, but I mean, like I'm a mischievous heel, a comical heel, perhaps. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. actually asked me at bar if you were 
a face reveal because I couldn't tell from the crowd. Everyone was yeah. like cheering for you. I'm like, oh, she's a good guy. And <laughs> like, but then I'm doing like bad things, yeah. like eat this tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, is that okay? <laughs> You're like, she's she a heel, but everyone. Yeah, loves like her. what <laughs> athletic commission sanction this? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's complex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so you come here. Do you immediately go to bar wrestling? Are there any other promotions? I, I mean, you know, you said you were you had a concussion. Mm, well, oh, how did you come back from that? So, I mean, I with Stardom, I had done like a uh, a show out in uh, in California, but then later on, I got in contact with some promotions here in California again, and it was AWS Rise and bar wrestling mm-hmm. so it was like those three that brought me out again and then i was called out by roh so that was nice oh wow okay um and it was just those three promotions have um always brought me out and nice. so like that's what happened this tour as well they were like okay yeah come and then i was able to book other other companies and oh, yeah not, yes okay so the indie scene here in the u.s you're mm-hmm. pretty much like your own New. manager and yes you're wow okay it's that's terrifying i bet but it's got to keep you sharp too uh, yeah <laughs> trying <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so you're out here now so this is what was it? so how long ago did you come back to the states a month ago a little bit over a month ago maybe a month and a half Oh, so the th- stuff in Japan, like, that was recent. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so I stayed for a while, got another concussion, stayed for a while, and then I was, like, starting to have visa trouble. And then I made the decision, like, it's just so hard to stay here. I don't know if it had any influence from the current administration yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Or it's just the universe saying, Chris, get out. You're too stagnant. You're too comfortable. You're not growing. I'm seeing um, a theme here. Right? <laughs> no. Thank you, universe. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I actually went to the UK first. So I spent three months in the UK traveling around Europe and touring. And um, then I went to California and started this tour. Wow. Okay. And then how long? Uh, so you started competing out here what, you said a month ago. Yes. Okay. And it was about wrestling the whole time? Hmm? It was with bar wrestling the whole time? Or um, no, no. You you had like matches with ROH, you said? Uh, not this time. I not mean, this, time. It, okay. this was like a year ago. I had a match with like ROH. Got it. Okay. Um, this time it was, should I list the companies I've wrestled with here? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was AWS, Rise, Bar Wrestling, a bunch of times. Those those three I, I wrestled like pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, new ones were like Inspire, um, BLP. Uh, I want to feel bad if I don't remember everyone. <laughs> um, and then there's going to be three, two, one battle. You could turn it into a gimmick. It's like you didn't mention us on the show. You forget about us, and then you no, go wrestle there. Let me <laughs> let me wrestle there again. Yeah, yeah that's how they'd be like. I'll wrestle there again, and yeah. then. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I've been able to do some really cool things in places that I haven't wrestled before. So it's nice to like, oh, Hood Slam. I got to do that in San Francisco. <laughs> I think that's the first clip I saw of you when they mentioned you. Mm-hmm. Like there was a, um, what's her name? Shotzi? Shotzi Blackheart. Mm-hmm. Shotzi Blackheart. Okay. Yeah. You like, it was like you and her like wrestling on literally a bar. Yes. <laughs> Which oddly enough, that promotion is not called bar wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> they had a bar in the building. Right. But it's like a giant party. So Joey know. Ryan's like, come on guys, that's <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> he was on that card too. Yeah, he was. He was. On <laughs> that. Is that where he got the name? No. <laughs> uh, so, 
okay so now you're here mm-hmm. right and i gotta how did you yeah actually how do you, how are you and birdo friends because i i was japan. lucky enough to meet you through them and yeah. elaine yeah well birdo you wanna um i was in japan a couple of years ago and uh. i was deciding i knew i wanted to watch wrestling there and i was just telling chris outside it was either between new japan and stardom mm-hmm. Luckily, I chose Stardom. <laughs> I didn't know how to get tickets because this website was in Japanese. And I was like, Chris Wolf speaks English and she's interactive <laughs> with her fans. Yeah. I messaged Chris. She helped me out with the tickets. Um, I remember introducing myself at intermission. <laughs> Bought myself an 8x10. And then when I got back to the States, I sent her a couple of t-shirts as a thank you yeah. for helping me with the tickets. Aww. Yeah. And then I think we just kind of messaged every now and then yeah he, this one of those shirts is something that i use in the ring actually the little wolf face thing oh wow yeah, yeah that was like i geeked out when uh, you chris won the high speed championship yeah and i was like hey that's the shirt that I gave her. <laughs> <laughs> and she just won her first title at it yeah um and then when we put out the bullet club shirts i said she was the first wrestler we sent one to Oh, that was a shirt. I remember thinking, like, oh, I want one of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Elaine. <laughs> Elaine, print it out. <laughs> Please, I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, we've just been lucky that Chris has been in SoCal for the last month and a half or so. So it's, like, just you being nice just ended up yeah. working out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Easy awesome. to make friends. <laughs> oh, that's cool as fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, again, I got to thank you for bringing me to my first show. So that sh- that night where I met you, that was my first indie show ever. Yeah. I and I was like not what I was expecting. <laughs> it's almost, it. I would describe it as more of a, a concert atmosphere than anything. Mm, yeah. That crowd is so into it. They're chanting, they know everyone's name everyone's move everyone's like gimmick mm-hmm. and they're like chanting along with every beat of the match is it different from wwe shows uh from what i've seen yeah you're not that close to the ring it definitely doesn't feel as intimate mm-hmm. i've been to like one show prior to it and mm-hmm. this was back in college like 2003 mm-hmm. uh, i saw eddie guerrero and brock lesnar fight yeah. for the title nice. and that was my one like pro wrestling moment <laughs> but i gotta say but i was in like the nosebleed seats yeah. so it was like one thing i got to witness history here it's like i felt like i was almost part of the show yeah and i was having a blast doing it i uh, i got to see joy ryan do the uh, the dick spot yeah <laughs> um and yeah, by the way folks d- go ahead and google that it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> joy ryan dick <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, turn the turn the uh, filters off. You you won't regret it. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I came into this um, to this world, and I gotta ask, like, from what I've seen of the footage and from your highlights and stuff, like, how different are the crowds here? Extremely different. Extremely. Okay, so for, uh, it, if I'm not mistaken, they're very quiet over in Japan. Yeah, they are. They're like really intent on watching what you're doing, and they cheer for you. Um, they've gotten louder over the years. Okay. But they there's still like that moment where it's like silent and watching. They're kind of like a little more uptight and reserved. Right. But um, they by the end of the ma- like end of the show, they're they're warmed up and then they're gonna start chanting a little bit like, yo yo, and they'll clap and stuff. Um, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, it's it, it is really different because there's usually out here there's always like noise and chatter laughter chants going on like in uh, in the UK they're always making up chants like that's not vegan what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've been faced uh, like like pit against a lot of vegans and then like when I stuff my tail in their mouth or something <laughs> they make this chant um, so it's like it's interesting to see how the crowd can interact more here mm-hmm. like in Japan I feel like it's a little bit more restricted so they're they're giving you applause they're giving you recognition but they're not really like getting in in like they're not interacting the same way yeah yeah I it, when I went to the uh, Stardom show, because mm. I messaged Chris, I was like, uh, you know, I'll be there and I will clap politely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she responded like, no, be as loud as you can. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's good, though, because then it teaches other people, like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I noticed that with uh, not just pro wrestling, but other sports. Mm-hmm. It's the same way. The Japanese crowds are always quiet. Yeah. And then when so- it's almost like golf. When something happens, then it's they, just, yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here, what I wasn't expecting was... I thought there would be like a gate or something, like some like kind a of barricade. Safe- yeah. yeah, and then like no, people are like right up next to the ring. Yeah, and I mean, if they don't get out of the way, they're they might get hit in the face. Yeah, I mean, it depends promotion to promotion, but mm-hmm. um, I think that statement's pretty accurate for bar wrestling for sure. Yeah, I, did that take some adjusting? Because I know I've seen you do some stuff outside the ring. Yeah, I mean. I am used to like a gate and like or some space and like also a mat outside of the ring because Japanese wrestlers often go outside. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I was kind of shocked the first time I saw people up close to the ring and just so able to touch like their hand or like, you know, like they're on the apron. It's yeah. Um, it's a little unnerving because you're like, oh my god, this is safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the the show I just saw you at, at American Legion, like mm-hmm. I think you like someone gave you like water to drink in the middle of the match or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was very helpful. Thank you, person. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do do you have like a like an ultimate goal for your wrestling career? Do you just want to keep going or? Um. I don't know. Like, I've been advised that you should always have a goal in wrestling, but I never had a goal in life. Like I said, I didn't know if I was going to make it past 16 because I felt like my mortality was ending. You know, I don't know. You know, it's just like, I have no idea what's going to happen next. And I'm not, so I'm old. I'm not interested in like a claim or like, <laughs> here's a pun, stardom. You know, I just, uh, I enjoy what I'm doing sometimes I get really anxious as fuck and like I get really sore and tired and I wonder like why am I doing this I'm so tired but then it's like oh man because there's no other place where I can find this release or this adventure or this strange feeling that I can't really describe Um, doesn't mean I'm gonna do it forever I'm also very aware of like again how old I am (laughs) (laughs) but like I don't know. There is this kind of freedom that I feel when it's like, I give a fuck, mm-hmm. but I don't at the same time. I feel like that's a very Buddhist thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I really do envy that. Like, just being able to have that kind of freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, my life right now, it's, like, very structured. And, like, yeah, I have more freedom just because, you know, I finally... Um, I'm at a day job where I can take care of myself a little bit better. Yeah. But as far as going out on adventures mm-hmm. you seem to have that yeah 
<laughs> I mean, that's the thing too, though, right? Like there is the desire for stability. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some days where it's like, fuck, it's so lonely or it's like, um, or I'm so anxious about what's going to happen tomorrow or like mm-hmm. where I'm going to stay um, or what's going to happen next. Luckily, things are planned out for the rest of the year. So I'm not, it's not so bad. Right. Um, but like, uh, I but think as far as like 10 years from now, you're not thinking... No. Yeah, you're no. not thinking about that. I'll be I, honest, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there there are Japanese wrestlers that go on until they're, like, 60. There are American wrestlers that do the same. And, like, this is the part where I feel a little conflicted, you know? It, I wonder. I think a lot of the people... A lot of the people who got into wrestling wanted to be a wrestler because they idolized someone. They wanted to be like someone. So they have that idea, like, this is who I want to be like. I'm emulating this person. I didn't have that. Like, I enjoyed what they did, and I think that's what draws me to it. I enjoy what wrestlers do, but I don't have the same inspiration to be a wrestler, whatever that means. Right. If that makes sense. Does it make sense? Yeah. No, I think that's kind of a a nice advantage that you have that someone who grew up with wrestling doesn't have like you're not you don't feel like bound by the certain career path or bound by certain goals Mm. you're kind of like i do this because i love it and did did you always and it sounds like you're kind of like a little bit of an adrenaline junkie is that a little bit true (laughs) that's was was that always true even before wrestling yeah yeah i wanted to be like a skydive instructor before but But it's like really expensive to stay like with an active license and things so oh okay you have to jump like at least once a month and that's like that's expensive yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so enough of the the heavy stuff let's lighten it back up here what what is what does Chris Wolf do when she's not wrestling (laughs) not wrestling well I mean I'm always kind of doing stuff with wrestling in a sense like I do I like I have a YouTube channel and like I make videos I kind of vlog Um, it's been a while since I've updated Um, (laughs) I also have like a patreon so I'm like working on that it's kind of its own project like everything kind of ties into each other I like sightseeing I like parasailing I like skateboarding I like my electric scooter which I want to keep but I don't know if I can I mean I like speed if I had a bike, I, I'd like I'd be riding it right now. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I mean, uh, I I just wonder, like, wh- what does someone like you do, like, unwind in between matches? Or I mean, do you mm. try to? You know, do you- I mean, like the video editing thing is fun for me, so I, yeah. I do like that. I used to work as a photographer when I was in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Oh, Wait, what part of the city did you live in? Uh, I last lived in Mission, like Cesar Chavez in South Venice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to live up there, too. Oh, I lived word. in San Francisco for like 11 years. Oh. Yeah, so I was closer to, uh, I was on 34th and Lincoln. Oh, okay. So I was like closer to like Ocean Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I love that up there. It's a good place to be a photographer. It is. It is. I got, um, I started getting pretty steady work to the point where I could quit all of my part-time jobs and just do photography. But it was like around that time that me and my fiance broke up, and it was just like, whoop. Well oh, was your fiance? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what sent me to Japan, which is like, you know, funnily enough, uh, when I go back up to San Francisco, we're gonna like hang out and like just talk because it's like there, there's no intention of like ever going back because it was like, but like to reconnect with someone who you are close with and also kind of spurred me into this journey right like it i'm like thankful 
Yeah. Because like we're if we're being honest, if I'm being honest, yeah, I think we had hit a dead end and I didn't feel it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was still like hoping things could continue, but like I think it ended when it was meant to. <laughs> I think that's a super healthy attitude mm. to have. Like um, you didn't hold on to hate. You didn't hold on to any anger. It just seems like um, y- you definitely look at the more positive side of things. Because without her, you you probably wouldn't be yeah. doing what you're doing right now. Yeah. That's well, I mean, that's good. Again, I, I think one thing I wanted to have you on here for was just to get your story out there. <laughs> just because, like, one, I don't see a lot of Filipinos in pro wrestling. Yeah. And then, <laughs> two, it's just like, um, that. I didn't know any of this before the episode. Mm-hmm. So now that I do, I you're kind of in line with a lot of themes I talk about on this show. And mm. that's the big one is you have to strive for change. You can't stay complacent or comfortable wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're this, a really great example <laughs> of that. <laughs> and, I, and now you're this, I'm going to go ahead and say it, you're this indie darling among <laughs> all these pro wrestling fans. Because when yeah. I went to the show, both times, you have the longest line for merch. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not shitting on any, oh, anyone else. Everyone else there was great. But I just thought like, wow, you've really hit this, whatever, this kind of, in- you have this intangible quality that's just a hit with fans. And that's why I think people love talking to you. I mean, I'm really grateful. You know, like I spent a lot of time in Japan, like alone, and it's really hard to relate the things that I'm thinking in another language. And mm-hmm. it's, and like there were fans, there were Japanese fans that definitely yeah. supported me, but throughout my career, it was always the foreign fans that were there. They were consistent, even if they weren't at the shows physically. They were online. They were still reaching out to me, telling me that they appreciated the shit I'm doing. And I think that makes a big difference in anyone's life, because like there's a lot of thankless jobs out there yeah. and you're working as hard as you can and you're just trying to fucking do well and get by and you're always looking for some sort of meaning in the shit you do yeah um and the fact that people can find joy from what i do makes me feel like maybe the time that i have on this like earth is well spent or at least you know maybe i'm doing an okay job <laughs> i mean from the reaction that i that i've seen so far i've only been to two shows but the reactions <laughs> i've seen yeah you're doing a great job <laughs> yay <laughs> um so i mean what uh okay, again back to what you do mm. outside of here i mean uh it's been what almost a week since the last sh- yeah. Show? Well, what was that? Thursday? No. Yeah, it was Thursday. It's Thursday. Okay. So, um, I mean, have you had a chance to get used to California again, or a, a bit? Yeah. I mean, like before, I was overwhelmed by the sheer vastness of everything. Mm-hmm. There's so much space in the roads, in the stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the cars are so big. <laughs> it was like reverse culture shock. Um, l- the not feeling safe sometimes while walking on the street. I'm so used to walking. Yeah, that's everywhere. a big one out here from Japan. <laughs> yeah. Because it's fairly safe out there. Actually, really safe. Very safe. I could walk on the street at any time, like at four o'clock in the morning in Tokyo, and I would feel safe. I wouldn't be approached. No one would like cat call me. I mean, even drunk businessmen, if I like put up the guards, they're not they're not going to really mess with me. Wow. Okay. Um, As opposed to, well, where were you trying to walk around here? 
Ah, uh, well, okay, Bird so like, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, everywhere, basically, like I would like I'd walk thirty minutes to get to the gym or to the bank, and then it would take two hours to get home because I got lost. Oh boy! <laughs> but um. I was in the USC campus, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get mm. to a bird. You know, I was like looking at my little GPS thing, like I'm gonna ride one of these scooters. Yeah, this is before I got my own. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, uh, all right, there's one like 20 minutes away. That'll be a nice walk. Um, yeah. So I'm walking. Everything's cool until, bam, everything looks really desolate. <sighs> there's tents slowly showing up. Yeah. I'm a block and a half away from the bird. I'm like, okay, let me just get to the scooter. I get to the corner and there's no bird. And I look, oh, it's in this house behind this gate. Great. All right. I guess they're keeping it then. Well, let me go to the next one. So I walk down and more (laughs) tents keep increasing. There are like kind of shady looking characters on the street across. And I'm just like, okay, walk faster, Chris. Walk faster. You have short legs. Uh, There's no bird at the location. And, And there's just like this shady looking garage with these dudes who are like staring at me behind this fence. And I'm like, oh okay um where should i go and i'm like okay i'll walk further and as i walk further there's like i can see it down the line there's like all of these tents and i'm like i don't think there's a scooter anywhere this wow that's totally to that me. was totally a trap yeah yeah <laughs> later on like like at that minute i was just like okay lift save me because i yeah. can't walk back those people are still looking at me um and this uh lift driver comes and rescues me and i'm like where am i and she's like you're you're really close to Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, this sounds like Skid Row. Yeah. <laughs> that area around USC is just not safe yeah. at all. It's weird because when you get to the campus, it's like super nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there was one of those things where like, oh, I forgot that like you turn down one block and it changes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I've had to not use my scooter as much as I wanted to. And like more do lift or like wait for people to give me rides. I I would suggest if you're if you want to do more scootering, um, go down to the beach like Huntington and Newport. Yeah, it's a little bit safer out there. Yeah, I mean my idea was to use as transportation. Ah, that might be a little rough. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're not protected the same way you are in a car. (laughs) No. Um. Okay, that's a big one. (laughs) It's a big. big difference yeah. um and i would say even when you go back to san francisco mm-hmm. it's it's gonna feel different it's, yeah because i moved up there when i was yeah when i was 18 for school mm-hmm. and then i stayed up there until i was 29 from during that time like you could see a huge change in the city yeah it, it definitely wasn't the same thing when i first moved there yeah there's more poop on the street <laughs> there's more poop on the street and then it's just when you get downtown it's like mm. i don't know how to put this like the, the soul's gone oh. it's just all tech companies coming in businesses yeah mm. everything's kind of like i mean it's it looks nice because yeah. it's modern but it's mm. not the same thing i will see it because i'll be there for like five days or so i mean th- there should be stuff to do up there yeah. but from what i remember it just didn't feel the same mm. not to put a damper on your no trip. no i like <laughs> I've, I've heard this from a lot of people mm. like that used to live there or that still live there i think I, I no never mind. I was gonna go on and find another tangent. Don't so it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. You lead the way. No, no. This, I mean, no. The show's built for that. Like, if you want to go on a tangent, that's fine with us. Yeah. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I think. Uh. Any other like culture shock things? Because I know we were trying to take you to as many like 
Mexican places as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of things that are culturally different, like the sizes of drinks or, uh, or like oh, the yeah. portions of food, um, how cheap the food is. That's also really nice, but it's also like, this is not healthy. And right next to this place is another place that's not healthy. Uh, <laughs> um, and like the sheer number of options that we have, mm-hmm. you know, like you go into a store in Japan, it's like you have maybe four or five different uh, detergents. You come to America and it's like there are rows. There's an aisle. And the aisle, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's a little overwhelming. And I, I, I wonder, like, it's nice to have the choice, but like, you know, the... What, what is it? Like the capitalist system where we're like a consumer society, but in Japan's a consumer society as well. It's all about brand name. Now I'm ranting. Do you regret it? Because <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> no, this is no. This show is a long form. Like yeah. we're supposed to be able to talk. It's supposed to be fluid. So cool. don't worry about that at all. Uh, like I usually process things out loud, anyways, with or without people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I mean, yeah, I can't imagine going from that to this Mm. how jarring that must be uh is there have you only been around here in southern california have you been elsewhere since you've been back um southern california i was in chicago for a while chicago for a bit and uh austin which is also nice uh i think that in san francisco oh and the kind of san diego area La Encinitas. I went to Encinitas. Encinitas. Oh, okay. It was really nice. I like that place. Yeah. When I like all fr- places. <laughs> yeah, when you've heard further down there, it's fun. Mm. What, what's been your favorite destination since, uh, oh, outside of Japan? Outside. Uh, that's hard. Like, I mean, the UK has a really, like, has. I have a soft spot for the UK because that's, like, the first place that I landed in. Um I, I, I get to explore the land of King Arthur, and that's where, <laughs> that's the stuff I used to read as a kid. But um, I do... Love SoCal. I mean, every place that I've been has been so different and so fun in its own scary way. <laughs> but SoCal, like, SoCal fans are always good to me. Yeah. yeah. Every time I'm here, they always make me feel, like, welcome. But it, that's the same for every place. But, yeah. like, I don't know. If there's well, I mean, that's definitely what I see. Like, mm. there's de- like I said, you always have the longest line. They re- they're very happy to see you. I'm happy to see them, Yeah. <laughs> And obviously, it worked out with Birdo. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then through Birdo, did you meet the rest of like the the mm-hmm. T-Pal crew and yeah. all of them? Yeah. That's how I met uh, Elaine and Mike. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, what else did I? There's a bunch of other stuff I wanted to ask you. But when you're okay, when you're traveling, like what is what what's the biggest difficulty you have? Like when you're because you said you have no base. Yeah. So. I mean, is it, do you ever get, uh, wait, wait, what is your hometown? Actually, I didn't think I asked you that. You said you're in New Jersey? In New Jersey, yeah. Okay. Do, do you ever get homesick for like family? And I mean, I get homesick for people, yeah. not really places. Right. I miss certain things about, um, about Japan, like the convenience and stuff mm-hmm. and the familiarity. For me, it's that. It's the familiarity of people. <laughs> and so like when I run into a wrestler that I had, had met in Japan, like I am brought back to that time when I like I felt really at home at like yeah. it mm, it's like it's weird cuz I'm I'm happy that I left and I'm happy that I'm gone but like there is there is something whenever I interact with someone that I know from there that it like it hits something in my heart and it triggers something and I've like cried at least 
I, I want to say 90% of the time, every time I've met someone here, mm-hmm. you know, like it brings me back to this other world. Um, I don't really know why, but I think that's what it is. The, the lack of familiarity is what I'm, I miss having because I don't. But that's also part of the fun, right? You know, yeah. the idea that I can be anything, explore, and just everything is new and fresh, and I'm like a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all so exciting. But at the same time, it's like there's no one holding your hand, there's no one who has your back. Um, it's not true, too, though. I ha- I'm lucky I have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're always welcome out here. In yeah, also. it's true. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I feel like that's that's healthy to have a little bit of that scariness. Mm, yeah. Like, um, again, when you're complacent, like, you just don't tend to do anything. When you have this, you have these new, fulfilling experiences. Because you have to adapt. Yeah. <laughs> have you always been like that, even before, when you were still... Um, out here before you moved out to Japan mm. w- were you more like that as well yeah I think so yeah. I mean like um, actually how did you end up in California let's go even further back sorry <laughs> <laughs> well I was I was thinking like one of the things that I always wanted as a kid was to like get away like I yeah um, like I was my mom worked a lot and my sister and I weren't close when we were like little and my dad wasn't so awesome so I just wanted to get away and I always envisioned that I would run away to California. No. <laughs> so, like, I had, like, my savings, and I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, until, like, you know, dropped it in the movie theater. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> oh, no, my 40 bucks is gone. I'll never make it. <laughs> um, but, like, I think there was always an idea of getting away, like, going far, far away. <laughs> and I think I did it. <laughs> yeah, and you've been going forward ever since. Yeah. Like, I'm actually really envious of that, because there was a block in my 20s where I was always, like, trying to seek stability. Yeah. And yeah. I was too afraid of the struggle. I mean, like, I think also there's a part of me that's going through the struggle to find stability, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Um, I think... Uh, I mean, do you ever find yourself, like, looking for like one aspect of your life to be stable or yeah yeah but i i think for that i this is entering the kayfabe area oh, <laughs> oh well if, if you want to get in character real quick <laughs> um well that, that's that's hard now i'm like all all open and stuff um no i think when it comes to the idea of stability like i'm there's lots of things I'm still searching for, you know, like I, I think I have found meeting meaning within my relationships with people. And like with that, I have stability, you mm-hmm. know, like I have good people in my life. And I think my goal, I think maybe that's why I would want to pursue being super successful mm-hmm. is because I want to give back to the people that have been good to me, you know, um, I don't need lots of things to survive. I don't need a lot of money, though I, I you know, I want to pay my debts, you know. Yeah. I want to give back to the people who have helped me survive. Um, I, I think um, when someone like you who, like, strives for, like, change and adaptation, like, I feel like success is just going to come. Like, because I feel like you're going to make the right moves to, like, get to those levels. <laughs> I'm dancing. 
she actually is. Yeah, she's, she's, getting groove, she's getting a groove on. Well, I mean, just because um, the, the people that uh, you see who just kind of do the same thing over and over again, like, they, they don't really go anywhere. They just kind of stay where they're at. Hopefully they don't sink. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they don't move up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you sound like you've been taking enough risks where... Um, one people like you, and two, it sounds like you're going to make the right decisions to at least um, go somewhere with your career. And and it doesn't seem like you're afraid to fail either. No, no. <laughs> See, that's it. That right there. That's a big one. I mean, because like, what is success and what is failure? Like, mm-hmm. I've the main thing that I ever wanted to do was like debut, and I yeah. did that. You know, I got to debut within the company that I fell in love with. Mm -hmm. And I got to have a relationship with this entity of like, you know, like how love is initially just like kind of shallow. Yeah. You don't really know it. You're not familiar with it. And then you get to know it. And then it's like, oh, man, you're not as perfect as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But you still continue. And like it takes dedication. And then you find ways to love it again. And like, I feel like I... I've been through that. And I think probably with wrestling, it's going to be like that over and over again. And I think maybe with everything in life, it's going to be like that. Yeah. As long as you put in the dedication, you're going to see different faces of this, um, whatever it is you're in. (laughs) Um, But as far as failure, I don't, what? I don't have a goal, so how can I possibly fail? (laughs) That's actually pretty good. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Have no aspirations, kids. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not just have no aspirations, it's like you are still driven despite that. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely like want to live the life you you have now. Yeah, because I mean I say this all the time, I'm like we're all gonna die (laughs) so i mean and we're really lucky we have this life this body i don't know i just want to know what can i do with these things that i have with these hands what can i create with this mind what can i think i'm pretty lazy with my head Uh, i think i should probably read more Uh, (laughs) but um but i mean i mean this what you're doing now is like a creative outlet in itself you have to put together that match or i don't Mm -hmm. know how that actually works mm-hmm. but you, you have to put on that show you have to perform you have mm-hmm. to keep adding more to your gimmick yeah yeah i mean is i mean that seems like a creative it, it, yeah it totally is mm-hmm. i mean it's definitely an outlet and it's just like a lot of fun um i am actually reminded of a promise that i made with one of my best friends when i was in uh, maybe i was like 19 or 18 19 probably and we both promised each other that we would get paid to do ridiculous shit you know <laughs> and like i always thought we'd be like mascots or something or like a skydiving instructor mm-hmm. and you know like he's an english teacher in japan and i'm a pro wrestler so i feel like I mean, we kind of <laughs> achieved our, our promise yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I mean this is more of a technical thing but like when you because you you have like full control over your gimmick right since you're on the indie scene kind yeah. of circling around so do you have to sit and think of come and come up with ideas or does it how, how does your creative process work i mean i i think it's important to like look at things that inspire you look at things that you want to do um watch wrestling that you enjoy mm-hmm. uh, i uh, throughout my career there have been times when i watch more wrestling than i and than others um right now i haven't really watched wrestling but uh i just at 
this point in time, it's more of like, what is fun for me? What tickles my bits? (laughs) 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 You know, I, I mean... I feel like I have spent a lot of time behaving in Japan, yeah, and I'm so tired of that. <laughs> it's kind of like a second um, puberty. Like, exactly, <laughs> like you, you just kind of like when you left home the first time. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm free now. Yeah. Then you left like you know, your Japanese promotion, like, oh, I'm free now to do yeah. this other stuff. <laughs> oh man, freshman fifteen. <laughs> I don't think that applies. I'm sorry. I it was just. Saying words. Actually, now that I think about it, like, how, uh, what do you do to stay in shape? Do you, I mean, how well do you have to, you, you must watch your diet at least, right? I mean, kind of. Like, I was, <laughs> I go up and down. Like, sometimes yeah. I'm more stricter than others, and other times I'm just like, I don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> um, but, like, I try to go to the gym often. Uh, it's just, moving around so much yeah that's gonna be tough some places don't have a 24-hour fitness like i went to chicago they didn't exist in that state well illinois (laughs) um and going here it's also like there's still that fear of like walking through the neighborhoods that aren't so good um yeah specifically chicago oh my goodness yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) let me find a 24-hour fitness that does not exist yeah (laughs) And when you're working out, is it mm. like are you, are you weight training? It's cardio, or I mean, I have a tendency to fall back on the things that I already know, but I'd like to try new things. So I'm used to doing a lot of body resistance, jumping and climbing things, mm-hmm. like jump squats onto stuff because I can't replicate the motion or movement of going from rope to rope. So it's like, right, let me jump on this box, and now this box, and now I'm on the floor, mm. and again. <laughs> When you're in the ring like that, do you, or I mean, before the show starts, like, I mean, do, how much time do you have to work out what you're going to do? Or, it depends. or are you allowed to talk about that? I don't, I don't wanna, know. I don't know. At least I'm much. not really sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> for that one, I'm not really sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to make this song for you. Explains it perfectly. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, wait, how much can she reveal here? Because I know there's got to be some mystery in it. Yeah. Just come to a show. Yeah. Be mystified. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm like, I, I want to ask you. Okay, I can ask you this. What, is there a dream opponent you have? Everyone at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> I get, yeah. <laughs> I get asked this question a lot, and I think um, a lot. My answer is probably because I'm very ignorant to like the the wrestlers that are out mm-hmm. out there, and like every time I met with someone new that I. I don't know of like and I haven't faced I get really excited um, obviously if I've faced them before like it's easier the chemistry flows just fine but I there's still so many people that I don't know yeah and it's because maybe I don't watch enough wrestling and because I've been like secluded in Japan for so long I just want to wrestle everyone I guess right I mean, also yeah. I bet it's because like yeah you've been doing this for almost just about four years mm-hmm. But then again, when you step back and look at it, I'm like, wow, it's only four years. Oh, yeah, that's not long at all. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you got, like, a ton to learn still. So the way I look at it is, like, you're already, like, you've got a pretty loyal following from what I can see. So it'll be exciting to see see what happens. (laughs) Wait, do your fans have a name? 
Well, yeah, like my wolf pack. Your wolf yes. pack. There we go. I have two. I have my wolf pack and I have my meat squad. Your meat squad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, meat squad? Yeah. I mean, whoever wants to be like a human sacrifice for me, they're my meat squad. Got it. Wolf pack, they want to be like, you know, part of the fam. That's cool, you know. Say so they just don't want to be eaten. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have your choice. Are you my food or are you my, I don't know, my, my part of my squad <laughs> i'm not used to words i just howl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well chris um no this was awesome to have you on what are what, can you list off the shows you got coming up next like where can they find you yeah well i have three more shows in the u.s and then i head to germany the next show is on the 10th friday three two one battle in seattle i like that it rhymes yeah um, that's actually yeah that's fun <laughs> right it's cute uh the next one after that is FSW and that's Future Star Wrestling in Las Vegas on the 18th so if you're in Vegas come on down <sighs> I'd be there when I have to go to a wedding I mean I hope they're happy and all but I mean, <laughs> but wrestling yeah yeah I'd rather <laughs> um, and then after that I have Sabotage in Texas in Texas and that's on the 25th I'm really excited for that because I've been wanting to do that promotion for a long time mm-hmm. And then uh, then you're out in Germany for four months? Yes. I have, like, my best friend's wedding to go to on the day after sabotage, so I have to get my ass there real quick. Whoa. Um, and then the day after that, I go to Germany. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... I'm, so, not a lot of sleep in the future for no. you. <laughs> on the plane, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the uh, the promotion you're resting for in Germany is called uh, WXW. WXW. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, there's a way for us US fans to yes, keep following you. There totally is. Um, I don't have the information on me now, but it, they have an online uh, video demand site. Uh, no, we'll blast every link that okay. w- as it comes out. We'll b- we'll put that on our social media awesome, for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. No, thank you for joining us. Um, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, social media, Patreon. Yeah, any- sure. I mean, if you guys want to follow. Follow my adventure. I'm on Twitter at Wolf in Japan. I'm also on Instagram, Wolf in Japan. I'm on Facebook, it's Chris Wolf Universe. And on YouTube, it's Chris Wolf in Japan. Obviously, did not plan ahead for that. <laughs> and also, like, I have a Patreon, which I have like exclusive videos and kind of like live chats, as well as like. I do this thing now for a certain tier where I send postcards from the places that I've been. And like the last one I got postcards from was in San Francisco. And it's all like smutty pulp <laughs> comic <laughs> covers, which is great. There's like leather girls and like, um, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> Perfect for San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that one's patreon.com wolf in Japan. Awesome. Backslash wolf in Japan. My awesome. Birdo. Where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brainiac the MC. Brainiac with a K. Awesome. Pew, 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 pew. Armenta, <laughs> where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at Superfan Armenta on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at David Armenta on Facebook. Also, to go, na- go and donate to the cause, Lupus Org. Uh, and if you can, go out and donate to any local hospital, platelets and blood. Platelets, you can donate every seven days up to 24 times a year. There is a shortage going down this summer. So please go out and donate if you can. As well as whole blood, you can donate every 115 days a year. And if you're looking for an incentive as well on top of that, you can get some free movie tickets. And uh, yeah, go out and donate, please. 
And you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. The Geek Offensive also has its own Instagram at Geek Offensive. And we we're now maintaining our Facebook. I know it was blank for a while, but there's stuff on there now, guys. So follow us there too. Likes, guys. Yes. Broke hundred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and follow us there. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network. You can find uh, the network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. We have two other shows on the network. Uh, the first one is Ready, Set, Geek, the your starting line to geek culture, hosted by Alex Gallet, JPG, Colin, Anthony. And you can uh, also uh, subscribe to Geek KO, our twice-a-month trivia podcast, hosted by Justin Madriaga, Ish, and Sam. Download all of our shows on Google uh, Play Music or Apple Podcasts or just wherever you get your talking. Shout out to our associate producers, Wayland Productions, who share the space with us, let us use their equipment, help us sound great. You can find them at wayland.ws, and they have a new uh, audio drama out on Alpha called We're Live Frontier. Please go ahead and check that out. Uh, next shout out goes to jordandenay.com. Uh, she's our uh, geek apparel sponsor. Uh, it's jordandenay.com, Jordan, D-E-N-E.com. Uh, Jordan runs a uh, geek apparel clothing shop out of Brooklyn, New York. She's eco-friendly, helps you look nerdy, and if you use the promo code GEEKSAYWHAT, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. <laughs> Finally, shout out to Marley Rosner for doing all the original music for the network. Um you can find him at Cal State Fullerton because he's a professor. So sign up for his class in the fall. Or rate your professor. Or rate your professor.com. <laughs> Leave a weird review. Just tell him. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag geek, geek Offensive. Oh, no. I'll get a phone call from him. He's like, Justin, you got to stop this. <laughs> Go Titans. But, uh, yeah, big thank you to him for all, uh, all of the music. And I think that's it, Chris. Thank you so much for doing Amazing. the show, Berto. Always good having you. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Thank you, everybody. Bye.